Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Welcome to our 70th episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week we decided to do um, go with the Chambord theme mm-hmm. <laughs> and do a Chambord margarita. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's really It's got good. the uh, black raspberry Chambord in it with, um, we do the light, sweet, and sour and tequila. And triple sec. And just a little bit of triple sec. Mm-hmm. It looks like it would taste like um, grape Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good. I like it. It tastes kind of like a sangria a little and margarita bit. mixed, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Uh-huh. A little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, because of the black berry. The black raspberry stuff, yeah. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, it's I like very it. good. Mm-hmm. So, this week we are going to be talking about TV couples. We, we've been thinking about doing this episode for quite some time, actually. And a while back, we shared a post about um, who is your favorite TV couple. Mm-hmm. And we got a, a ton of freaking responses from yeah. that. Like, thousands of responses. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. But, um, but before we get started with that, Seth has his not-so-dumbass post of the week. Yeah, this one is actually a good one. Um, this one is, people hold on to the wrong person because they think that person has the potential to be a better person. You know, I think we've kind of talked about this yeah. in a roundabout way. Uh, you know, I've, I've shared a lot about being hopeful mm-hmm. in a bad relationship that it's going to change, and, and unfortunately it won't. Um, so I, I thought that was a pretty good quote this week. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, that's definitely something that that I always... I mean, the, what I did in my previous relationship was hope that he was gonna be get better and mm-hmm. and be the right person. But yeah, sometimes you just have to cut your losses. And well, and, and the other thing you'll see people do with this is when someone starts to show signs of improvement, they want to be encouraging, and so they take those little signs of improvement as a big step that oh, they are changing when yeah. they're not. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, especially if you're caught in this this pattern of on again, off again, you continue to get back on again for the same stupid reason. Yes. And you fall for the same line. Oh, there. And I'm going to say he because that's usually who it is. Most guys aren't like, yeah, my girl and I are off again, on again, but she's got a lot of problems she's working through and she's doing better. Mm-hmm. I mean, unanimously, this is a woman talking about a dipshit man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's doing whatever wrong, uh-huh. that treated you whatever way, that you don't trust because of whatever he did. It's mm-hmm. 99.9% that perspective. Yeah. And so whatever line of BS he's given you, he's altering that or giving you the same line every time he thinks that you're going to leave or you need to get back together or whatever it is. Just to keep stringing you along. Yeah, I know. And, you know, you expecting a different result from the same thing is, you know, one of the definitions of insanity. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're crazy for staying with that person. <laughs> yeah, ladies, get it together. Yeah. I mean, I and I think that women, they, they're too, they're too nice when it comes to that stuff. And they, I mean, I know that they, you know, have a big heart and they really th- hope that... That things will work out, but well, and, and chances most of the time it's not going to work. Ironically, out. a lot of the women that you see continually go down this path—not all of them, but a lot of them—are the ones that really run their mouth about how they don't need a man, and mm-hmm. and they're the ones that will like publicly make claims about whatever crap they're man did yeah i know and how i don't need you anyway and all that and then oh yeah you do and you're settling because you have low self-esteem or or whatever right um or you don't realize that there are way better options out there than that Mm -hmm. or you have a self-realization that you're coming with some baggage or you don't bring that much to the table and so 
you convince yourself that you can't do any better. Yeah. And you end up with that same piece of crap over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes, we are going to be talking about TV couples. We we all grew up watching sitcoms and stuff, and and there's so many different TV couples out there. We were... We we were like, you know, that'd be a fun topic to talk about. Mm-hmm. And um, just, you know, throughout the years, the different TV couples and what's good about the TV couples that we watched, what's bad about them. Well, and when, when you ask people, who's your favorite TV couple? Most people don't pick someone that they feel is a good example of a good couple. They pick the funniest, they pick the dumbest, they pick the most outrageous, they pick the most entertaining, which is fine, because that's why we watch them, and that's why we love them, and that's why they're on TV in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, And the intent of this is not to really be like, well, you were wrong by thinking this was a favorite TV couple, because this is all the things wrong with it. We're still going to talk about the things wrong with it. (laughs) Yeah. But when you look at, you know, there's best couples on TV, and you get all kinds of lists, and so for... For the purpose of what we wanted to talk about, we really wanted to stick within that sitcom kind of realm. Mm-hmm. Not, we're not going to get into the the dramatic series of shows that people pick. We're not gonna. Yeah, I know, because I wanted to. I wanted to put uh, this is us, Randall and oh my gosh, I can't think of her name now. Randall and Beth, I think. I don't know. But and you were like, no, that that show is. I'm not a basic white yeah, girl, that, so I've never seen that show. <laughs> that show's basic. <laughs> so, unfortunately, we're if not. If you're getting offended, being like, oh, I love that show. Yeah. Chances are you white. Chances are you go to Starbucks a lot. Chances are you're a woman. And chances are, I just named three things that I was absolutely correct about. That's not true. That's it's I pretty know. close. No, it's pretty close. Seth, no, it's basic. <laughs> They still own a pair of Victoria's Secret pants that say "juicy" on the butt. Uh, shut up. <laughs> You're funny, but yeah. So it's gonna be yeah, mainly the sitcoms that we're that we're gonna talk about. Did he just mess up? I don't the... know. Blade, our, our poor little blind dog just ran into the tripod. Oh, <laughs> poor little guy. He's sniffing around. <laughs> um, so yeah. yeah so so we wanted sitcoms and we wanted it to be couples. That for the majority of the show were married. Yes. So not that they were a couple through the whole thing or they were on again, off again in the last episode they get married like Dwight and Angela on The Office. Yeah. We also didn't want to cover your favorite teenage couples who ended up post-show getting married like a, a Corey and, and Topanga, Topanga. Uh-huh. or uh, I did... Zach, I know Kelly Zach and Kelly. Married? I don't remember I if remember. they got married. But so we so we're not covering those. It's mm-hmm. it's you know adult people mm-hmm. <laughs> that either started the show married or we got to see some of the courtship early on and then they got married and spent the rest of the series married. Yeah, but not like just the last season or episodes or something like that. Uh-huh. So significant time on the show as a married couple, yes. not just a couple. Uh-huh. So one of them that we it was funny like. A few months back, we were watching Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And wasn't it Amazon Prime? It was Amazon Prime, yeah, because they have all the original uh, ones. And the, the Honeymooners came on. Well, we saw it on there. We were like, oh my gosh, like, wow, this is mm-hmm. on here. You know, let's let's throw it on. Let's watch a few episodes. Yeah, and, I mean, and we, we watched a whole bunch that we night. We did. Well, the original, so when I, when I was a kid, the Honeymooners came on very late at night. It was usually one of the shows that came on directly after our local news channel. So most of the time, I didn't get to watch it, but I remember listening to the entire episode as I fell asleep oh, because really? my parents watched it. Uh-huh. And the original mm-hmm. premise and, and, and incarnation of Honeymooners were only like 15-minute little episodes because I think that's why we watched so many. They were really short. And they actually had an Alice that played Alice that ended up not being, being the one Alice. that became famous. Yeah. It was a different person. But it was the same type of set. And we sat there and we watched. Oh no! <laughs> now he found his squeak toy. Oh great! We Shoot. we watched a good chunk of episodes, and it was the exact same story in every episode. Yes, it was. It was. Alice did something that Ralph didn't like. Like couldn't find his tie, couldn't find his socks. 
couldn't find his lunch, whatever it was, and he spends the entire episode screaming and yelling and ranting and raving, and then he apologizes the last two minutes and tells her, baby, you're the greatest, yeah. and gives her a kiss. <laughs> yeah, every single episode. What an absolute dysfunctional example yeah. <laughs> of a marriage. I know. And, of course... It's funny. It's good entertainment. Oh, it was hilarious, yeah. It was... I mean, Watching but, him get all upset and... Yeah. Puffing and puffing around. And, and then, then to just be wrong. Yeah, well, and to be wrong. And then, but like... And then something bad would happen to him, though. Mm-hmm. And and I think like with something bad happening to him, that's, you know, it was, it was his realization like, oh, shoot, maybe I'm it, Yeah, it, it was never a self-realization that how he was acting was inappropriate. It mm-hmm. always took... It something ended up having to happen to him for him to realize how it was negatively impacting Alice. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was just the example of the dumb guy that hates his job, not too happy with his life, mm-hmm. doesn't have much money, yells all the time, and then says, well, you know what? Everything else may suck, but at least we've got each other. And she yells right back at him. I mean, oh, she yeah. didn't take it. Yeah. And I think for the time, that was a pretty big contrast from the... Warden June Cleavers that people were used to seeing. Yeah, it was this very picture perfect esque example of a family that, mm-hmm. you know, nowadays people debate that that's not realistic at all. Mm-hmm. And if you're saying, well, the Honeymooners is a more realistic example of marriage, that's one of the reasons we started the podcast because yeah, that should not be uh-huh. an example of a good marriage. Does it reflect real marriages and normal marriages? Yeah, but like we've said, that's not what we believe in. I know. Well, and it's funny that you bring up the June and, uh, oh my gosh, what, what was his Ward. name? Ward. Ward. Cleaver. Leave it to Beaver for yes. those of you that don't know what I'm talking about. Um, we saw an article saying that, yeah, that's completely. It was the most unrealistic marriage on TV. Uh-huh. And, and it's like, okay, yeah, it was very perfect. The whole family was perfect. But everything the article cited about why it, it was unrealistic and why they hated it was exactly how our marriage is. I know. <laughs> I know. So we were we got a kick out of the article because <laughs> yeah. it was just kind of funny. Yeah, it was um, funny. But we don't uh-huh. have kids mm-hmm. together anyway. So Yeah, that's true. It was, uh-huh. uh, yeah, so that was kind of funny. But I think that the Honeymooners was, was an example of a reflection of a normal marriage mm-hmm. that wasn't fully represented on TV at the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know. And then it's all gone downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, and uh, another one that we found funny was um, I Love Lucy. Lucy and Ricky. Mm-hmm. And um, we thought that that one was pretty funny because Lucy was more so the dumbass guy that you typically see now she got into some kind of predicament every episode Mm -hmm. she tried to hide stuff from ricky all the time yeah and then ultimately she got caught and had to apologize and they made up and kissed and hugged at the end but it was really what you see i don't want to give anything away from what we're going to talk about but it's the it's really the role reversal of what you see today Mm -hmm. and i can't think of another sitcom or even married couple on tv where that was always the case where it yeah. was the girl that was the idiot. I know. I mean, she was the comedian in real life, and so that's <laughs> what she's more comfortable doing. And even their real life, aside from you know, he cheated on her in real life, you know, constantly. But on the show at face value, he was the one that had his act together, and she was the the mischievous one that kept finding herself in all these issues. Yeah, and did a horrible job of trying to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and always got caught. I know. Yeah. And she would sneak and lie and try to be deceitful to him to try to get away with it, which is what you see in other shows we're going to talk about. Yeah. But that's usually the role of the guy. Mm-hmm. So it was it was another different perspective, which I would almost think that that was not relatable at all. Now, it was funny. It was entertaining. Yeah. And people got a kick uh-huh. out of it. But I don't think it was a, a, a representation of a normal or, or any type of you know, common marriage that you would see. No, at the time. not at all. I know that it, it was, it wasn't very, but I think they were, they were the first, I believe that they were the first like multi-ethnic oh. couple on TV. Okay. Cause I know that uh-huh. the network 
was like, nobody is going to buy this. Nobody is going to buy that an all-American, red-headed girl, white woman. white woman, would marry a foreigner. Uh-huh. And they were wrong, because yeah. it was, you know, ran for a very long time, and everybody loved that show. Yeah, I know. Um, and so. I know, it was a fun show, mm-hmm. and all of well, these and, shows and I, I remember watching it as a kid, and I, I, I never, like, thought once, huh, they're a... Uh, He's from a different country. Yeah. I mean, I, of course, noticed his accent, but you didn't think anything of it. It was yeah. just... Well, that's, that's funny that were. you say that, though, because... I mean, I guess I never... I I, I mean, I'm mixed, mm-hmm. but I, you know, we always knew Ricky Ricardo as Hispanic, you right. know? And, and I guess, like, I never looked at Lucy as just a white woman either. Yeah. You know? Because in just, my household, we were... It, we were raised... Hispanic to to be, <laughs> it was almost like y- you could you didn't admit that you were part white, right? You know, and well, that's uh, very common in in, in, in interracial people. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just your oh, culture, but all over. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. people that are half black and half white, they cling to the black. That's true. Race uh-huh. in their blood, not the white, and so uh-huh. you. I think you tend to see that a lot. Yeah. Uh huh. But yeah, so I didn't. I didn't look at her that. In, mm-hmm. You know that way, <laughs> yeah. But and back then it was a big deal, though. Yeah, though, mm-hmm. you know. Um, oh, so probably our favorite couple mm-hmm. out of all of them is now. People may uh, disagree with us, or I just realized we did not put who another couple on there. We'll get to them. I'll I'll remember. Oh, okay. I was thinking maybe the same thing too. Yeah. Um, but Phil or um, Cliff and, and Claire, Claire Huxtable, Huxtable from the Cosby Show. Yes. Yeah. You know, I I rem- I remember watching the very first episode of that when it premiered because uh, it was a different set. If you go oh, back really? and watch, if you go back and watch the first Cosby Show, it's a little different set than what they ended up actually using for the rest of the mm. series because the pilot was shot differently. Really. Um, but that you know that was one of those that I mean e- even even culturally the impact that it had with positive role models and, and affluence from um, for for black culture and things like that even that aside they were a good couple yeah. they they that show as a whole not only did they show you know the the positive role models of of a successful Cliff and Claire mm-hmm. but they showed how. The kids, I mean, you know, the the one that married the person in the military who had a child, so she was a stepmom. Yeah. Then they had the other ones that had children younger. And and they showed different dynamics of what couples would go through at varying stages of their life, including Cliff and Claire's parents, Mm -hmm. who they celebrated their anniversary on the show and showed longevity in these relationships where they had a, you know, a face value of the TV show, they had great relationships. Yeah. Um, and so you you were not really inundated with this overly negative tone of bickering and fighting and and all those issues. I mean, you, you go back, you know, 10 years prior to the Cosby's hitting and people were still watching, you know, All in the Family and then like spinoffs of the Jeffersons, which were completely... Not only just different examples of each other, but opposites of how the Huxtables were. Yeah. Uh-huh. And to see a couple for anybody that enjoyed watching that show, it, it was, I, I think that they really showed from different varying stages of, of marriages and age and longevity, really good examples of, of what good families and good marriages yeah. could look like. Uh, yes, a good family. Mm-hmm. I know. That's that's really true. Um I was gonna say something else about the about the Huxtables. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Is um, the Huxtables though were the number one the, um, in the poll that we did? Oh, that's what they everybody... were the absolute number one uh, mm-hmm. couple that everyone chose. Yeah, I mean by a lot. There well, were so many people. That's one of those shows that you you go back now. I mean, even <coughs> excuse me, even taking the the Bill Cosby person himself aside for all the horrible things that have happened but you just take the show as an entertainment value of, of what it is and the episodes hold up yeah they, they do. do you you can you can throw one in now and laugh mm-hmm. almost the whole thing yeah i know yeah we uh we got 
that to, for your mom. Or the whole did series. She, or did we? No, get we got it for. Yeah, no, we got her for the whole for, series. Yeah, yeah a couple for of years a, ago. A gift, and um, and she just yeah she throws it in every now and then, and and cracks up, and or we'll bring it over for like the holiday episodes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But yeah, they they were like the perfect example, I think of. Mm-hmm. Of a good, happy family. Yeah. All yeah. of it. That all of it one. all together. Yeah, I love that one. Mm-hmm. Um, another one... Oh, another one that... I don't know. I mean, so we were talking about yeah. this other one, and we really like them as a couple. I think they're a great couple um, and just have so much going for them, but then they don't have a lot going for them, and it's right. Uncle Jesse and Aunt Becky yeah. from Full House. The, the problem I always had with with Becky and Jesse was she obviously made about the same salary that Danny did Mm -hmm. because they were on the show together. Yeah. Jesse, you know, even when he and Joey started their little commercial business had to be making pretty good money. Now I understand they were living in San Francisco, Mm -hmm. but I still don't understand why Jesse and Becky never got their own place. This was San Francisco in the, 90s yeah early 90s mm-hmm. and stuff maybe a little bit cheaper but still yeah <laughs> i know i mean why how do they not yeah but they I, were living in the attic yeah of... with your twins yeah <laughs> really yeah that's you know get your shit together get right. your own place yes you know? uh-huh. leave the nest <laughs> failure to launch well and not only that so but jesse was danny's brother-in-law from danny's previous marriage mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that was, I mean, I guess. I mean, the, the premise of Full House was Danny's wife dies and he has three young girls. One is a brand new baby and he enlists his friend and his brother-in-law mm-hmm. to help him raise the kids. Yeah. Uh, at some point, two of the girls were grown up. <laughs> Not everybody has to live together. Yeah. I now, know. Full House was probably my absolute favorite Friday night show. Oh, me too. Oh, hands I down. It, it was my it. fave. Um, and I was glad when, uh, when Fuller, Fuller House, House came, came out, out yeah. too. They're corny uh-huh. and they're funny. Yeah, it's dumb. But I, I liked them. I liked Jesse and Becky as a couple because it was, you know, Jesse had all the little girlfriends that would show up early on in the series. And mm-hmm. you really, you really, once you met Becky, you really wanted Becky and Jesse yeah, to work with And I so know. you were really excited that they did. Uh huh. Um, so I thought I thought they had a really good chemistry. Yeah, I know. Oh, and they they for tended sure. to. They weren't an example of they had everything in common, mm-hmm. um, but I think there was enough balance there that uh-huh. it really ended up not being that big of an issue because you you saw Jesse kind of go from this this crazy kind of young rebel biker guy uh-huh. to as he matured, his taste in women changed and Becky was more reflective of. Who the he was becoming. The bad guy yeah. of going. Yes, And yes. so I thought that was a pretty, you know, yeah. pretty good example of what that, that should look like. I know. I like, yeah, I like that. The reformed bad guy. Because mm-hmm. that's that's exactly what he was. And reformed bad boy, I think. Bad I boy, yeah. Bad uh-huh. guy, bad yeah, boy. right. Yes. Um, Been listening to too much Billie Eilish. I have bad guy stuck in my head. <laughs> um, so uh, another one of my favorites... Growing up was Roseanne. I mean, Roseanne, that show, it was so, it was really good. And watching all of the Halloween episodes. Yeah. Rose, well, and we grew up in an era where, I don't, I don't know if every show did, but I know Roseanne was the sitcom that before they decided to pull all of Roseanne's work, you could go back to, what was it, nine seasons that they did? Not, not counting the last one they tried, but. Eight, nine seasons, and every season had a Halloween episode. Yeah, I that. Love that was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was funny. It was scary. It was gore. I mean, they were just great. Absolutely uh-huh. loved their holiday specials. Yes. They were the best. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. But that show... So, uh, like, because, again, it was another one of those shows where we ended up, you know, going back and watching them, you know, years and years later, mm-hmm. whenever it was still on Hulu. Yeah. And we were like, oh my gosh, wow, like this yeah. is, this is what we watched. Yeah. And, um, and it's still a good show. I still love it and I still like the, I still think, I still find it funny and I still laugh, but mm-hmm. then at the same time, I'm like, wow, 
that's pretty bad. Well, and it was, you know, if you if you watch or listen to any of Roseanne's stand-up that kind of got developed in the show, you know, she was she was another one that was the premise of the show was something that hadn't really been done before or was captured or reflective in other sitcoms where she was a she was a blue collar worker as well uh-huh with her husband and it was kind of this realization because of where they lived in the suburbs of Chicago that that was really the first glimpse as you started to see bigger cities hit the point where single income homes weren't going to yeah, happen. Both both parents, both had, parents to work. had to work. Uh-huh. So this was kind of really the kickoff generation of, of the latchkey kid movement. Yes. And, and so it was a real good reflection of the times in those type of suburban or even inner city areas where both parents had to grind. Both parents worked opposite shifts sometimes mm-hmm. and how they juggled all that. As a couple, I remember thinking that Roseanne and Dan were a good couple. But mm-hmm. when we go back and watch it, she's kind of a bitch. Yeah. I mean, she's pretty condescending to Dan. Yeah, she is. Quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and, and <laughs> I mean, the way she is as a mother, too. Even, oh, she's awful mother. You know? Absolutely awful mother. Yeah. yeah. But... But you're right. I, I think that I think that it was pretty neat that they did bring that to, you know, to show everybody that yeah, you know, women are in the workforce now mm-hmm. too, and and this is how a a normal American family is now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. And it was it classic show. I mean, I just I, I loved it. And oh yeah. The that was one of those I I never got sick of the intro. Yeah. Oh, like I know. Them eating around and, the table. Yes, and her laugh. And yeah, and her laugh at the end and all that. Yes, and, I loved it. But I th- all those all those show entrances, I think, were great. Well, I know. And then like when they did the when they took her off, and then they just yeah had the left music. her out. I'm like, oh yeah. There's no Roseanne laugh. Yep. Yeah, that sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like that. Oh, I think this one maybe uh, kind of didn't go in in the. Or the right order, maybe. Mm-hmm. But um, Harriet and Carl from Family Matters. From Family Matters, yeah. yes. Uh, they a were of, they a were a good couple. Of, a lot of people don't remember this. I mean, this was another Chicago. Uh-huh. Yeah, what was up with Chicago in that time? But most people don't remember that Family Matters was actually a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. Yes. <laughs> Harriet worked at the place that Balky and cousin Larry worked at, uh-huh. and. She, the actress, you know, she was a funny little kind of side character, and um, the only other thing I'd ever seen Carl in before that was he played a cop in Die Hard. Yeah, <laughs> you know, oh, and then he plays a cop in. Uh, and Family we went back and started watching that again, and forgot that like Urkel's not in any of the first episodes. Mm-hmm. They don't introduce him till later, and, and he actually that moron saved because the, the first episodes like these aren't that great. Yeah, and you're kind of like, where's Urkel? <laughs> yeah, but them as a couple. You know, he would get in a, in a little bit of hijinks, uh-huh. and you, you kind of saw early on where I think they kind of changed the direction the show wanted to go, um, but that one kind of brought the, the mother-in-law that lived with him dynamic to it. Yeah, it did. And then her, was it her sister that ended up having the kid? Yeah. And living with him as I well? I believe she had so, the yeah. Uh-huh. It was. Uh-huh. Yeah. she was a single mom, so it gave you the single mom, it mm-hmm. gave you the... The old crotchety funny grandma. Yeah. <laughs> the three kids with the dumbass dude and, you know, the two girls and then the nerdy neighbor. Yeah. Uh-huh. But the uh, them as a couple that, you know, they, they I think as parents in the show, they were always on the same page with the kids. Yeah, I know. And so it was, I thought it was a pretty good example of at least being on the same page when it comes to the children. Yes. Yeah. And things like that. Mm-hmm. But it was funny because I, you know, Carl ended up becoming probably a more focal character in the show than almost anybody else outside of Urkel. I know that's funny too because I mean it was the a spinoff from mm-hmm. from Perfect Strangers and he wasn't he wasn't in Perfect Strangers. No, uh-uh. she was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another one of my favorites. I mean, I guess all of these are are my favorites. But um, with Tool Time, 
or not tool time, but home improvement. Yeah. And uh, Jill, Jill and Tim, and he was awful. I mean, I think that they both were awful. Watching that, watching that again, that's another one we got my mom. We got the whole series a couple of Christmases ago. And classic, same thing. Halloween episodes, great. Christmas episodes, all their holiday episodes are Uh fabulous for every holiday. Um, We like to do that during during the holidays. Yeah, during the holidays, Uh we watch all the holiday episodes from all the sitcoms. Uh But, you know, I, I was trying to remember how I described Jill before, because I think most people's... I, I guess input on the show was, you know, you kind of had the dumb guy and the wife had to keep him in line. Mm-hmm. My favorite episodes were when Jill thought she knew better and didn't. Oh, I know. And I always love that episode where that guy's hitting on her. Yeah. And Tim's trying to tell her. Uh-huh. And she's like, no. It's a guys and girls can't, can't be, be friends, friends. Uh-huh. episode yeah. that just just nails it out of the park. It does. I know. I love that. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. And it's funny because like we'll watch episodes. We'll watch episodes of all of these and mm-hmm. we're like, "Oh my gosh, like that it's so relatable to like what we talk about on the podcast." Yep. Yep. <laughs> and what not to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, and and it, it it's funny because you you can see behaviors in all these reflective in in couples nowadays and, yes. and you I'm not a big person that's like, well, what you consume influences you to that point. Oh, but you kind of have to wonder sometime if people were given these these really kind of shitty examples of what a relationship looks like uh-huh. because that's what they watched on TV all the time, that no wonder they're in a horrible relationship. Yeah, we were given all of these bad yeah, examples. Yeah, these were the examples we were shown. Yeah, and... I mean, there's, I think that there's good, I think that there's good and bad in all of these couples, you know, and, and of course that's, that's how it is to, I guess, make a, a good sitcom or a good story. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Tim was a dumbass guy and Jill was kind of a bitch. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, she was. I mean, she was one of those that you... As the stories kind of progressed, she she really was reflective of that of that that wife and mom that felt like they didn't get to follow their dreams because they got married and yeah, had kids. I know. And so she kind of tries to head down that path, yeah. which a lot of women relate to. But uh-huh. it's not so much about how to relate to that; it's how to prevent that from happening. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's so true. Hmm. Um, another one that we, that was on the, that, uh, people voted for on the poll was Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv from Mm -hmm. Fresh Prince. Uh, I I mean, another one, yeah, the, the dynamic of the story was nothing like what you saw on the Cosby show, Mm -hmm. but Phil was a lot more short tempered. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, but then he would. He would get pretty... But he... You you always knew that Viv was his world. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. In the show. Uh-huh. It, you didn't... I'm trying to even remember any moments where they actually fought. I mean, I know, like, she would have to put him in line here and there. Mm-hmm. But not, like... Not what you would see from, like, like a tool time or... Or what were some of the ones we, we talked about? Or, you know, where, where they, they would... It didn't seem like he was always in this, I've got to make it up to her mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. He wasn't like that. Yeah. And I mean, I, I guess like he was, he would get pissed <coughs> off at, at, um, I can't even think of his, of his name mm. on the show. Who? Will? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. How yes. can, it was his, he went by Will on the show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Will, yeah, Will Smith. <laughs> My gosh, he would get mad at him yeah. over everything, but, um, but yeah, he never really. They never really fought. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't well, know and, and I think you you kind of started to see almost the same thing you saw in in the same family matters thing where Viv kind of started to become kind of a background character almost mm-hmm. yeah. in the show. From an, well, they changed her too. Do you remember that they changed oh, out Vivian's? They did I remember that? Yeah, now that you yeah. mention it. I know. Well, that's funny. After she had the baby. 
Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they, they, I thought they were, I thought they were a, a pretty good example of, of a couple. Yeah. Uh huh. You know, I know. Uh, one that we didn't have on the list was, um, uh, oh my gosh. Um, uh, Ray and, uh, Deborah, their yeah. own from, from everybody, everybody loves, loves Raymond. Raymond. Um, I think for most, I put this in modern day just because it, this is one of those shows that it came out while I was in the Navy. Oh, and, did it really? Yeah, and I didn't really oh. catch any of it until after I was, after the show was done and it was in syndication. What an absolute horrible example. Mm-hmm. And I think that Everybody Loves Raymond is funny mm-hmm. because of, the dumbassery within the show, but it's a good, I think it's a good example of what generationally dysfunctional marriages can look like because mm-hmm. his parents hated each other. Oh yeah. His wife and he hated, hated each, each other. other. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the only one that ended up having a halfway decent relationship with Robert <laughs> mm-hmm. and he was the biggest dumbass on the show. I know. But Ray's whole shtick, Ray Romano's whole shtick is about how awful being a dad and a husband is and how, how your wife yells. I mean, he was able to make a living out of that yeah. and to turn it into a show. And that it related to so many people was still another testament to how, how dysfunctional it is. But because of those shows, people in those horrible marriages are able to laugh at it and feel normalized. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Like, the, I'm there too. Uh-huh. Yeah, which... I guess I see the benefit of if you're just looking for relatability, okay. But I, I still think you know there's two types of people out there that, and, and you see this from a parental dynamic as well. You either watch a bad example and you recognize that that's not a good example and you're not going to do that, or you watch a bad example and you let that become the excuse as to why you made the same bad decisions. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. And so I think that when you're like. You know, if you if you really relate to that show, what was the real examples that you had? Because you you should you know that should not be. I would feel bad if somebody's like that is an exact represent, representation of how my marriage is. Well, and because I, I feel horribly bad for you. I think there's a lot. Oh, of there are like that yeah. a lot. And I remember watching. I liked that show. I mean, all, like all. Well, I liked shows. all of these. They're yeah. all hilarious. I really liked it and. I, I remember watching it when I was with my ex mm-hmm. and, you know, I mean, I didn't have the whole kid dynamic or whatever, but it was like, this is, this is how it is. Yeah. This is how marriage is. It really, this is, I mean, even though I wasn't married either, mm-hmm. but this is how my life is going to be <laughs> when I get married to this person. Yeah. Well, that should have scared the shit out of me. I know. I know, right? And I'm not in that relationship anymore. No. Um, another one that, like, I don't know, I think people throw into to the, you know, good couple list or whatever is Mona, Monica and Chandler. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because when you, when you look at all the lists out there, they, I mean, you, you would see, of course, Rachel and Ross would pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, even I saw Joey and Rachel on one of the lists as well. Really? Yeah. Which I was like, that shouldn't even qualify. But the Monica Chandler thing, I I don't know what real diehard fans of Friends think about that. Mm -hmm. I don't think that they were a good couple. They, they were complete opposites. Monica was a control freak. Mm -hmm. Chandler was fly by the the seat of his pants, go with the flow. I'm a messy pig, whatever. And they just, I, I, I thought that that was an unrealistic example of a relationship. Yeah. Um, I think that, I don't know. I mean, like, it, I think that the, that was more so of the, like, friends turn into lovers mm-hmm. type thing. And, oh my gosh, you were there all along. And I didn't know that that you were the one for me. Yeah. I I guess. I just, I don't know. I mean, if you look at all the men that Monica slept with before she finally got with Chandler. I know. If I was Chandler, I'd be like, uh, uh, no. no. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. I know. Me too. I agree with that. You know? Uh-huh. And I think that at least getting together the the Ross and Rachel story was way more interesting. It was. It yeah, it was and it was And a that's fun... who you wanted to root for. It was almost yeah. kinda like, well if that's not gonna work out, all right. We'll you take Chandler and Monica. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Which was like, eh, whatever. I know. Yeah, and that's uh, Ross and Rachel. I think that that whole thing was dysfunctional, and I'm sure people will be like, "What? Like they were the best couple ever?" But well, obviously not. Really? Based on how it, we were on a break. <laughs> I haven't watched those episodes, but I remember some of those. Yeah, uh-huh. I know. It's a that good... was when we started again. Uh huh. We did just because I I hadn't seen every episode. That was another one that came out like as I was transitioning into oh. adulthood. Like maybe I was like really active as a teenager. And so I didn't really, cause I, like I never finished watching full, the series of full house and family matters and all uh, that Friday night, ABC TV, yeah. because those kids in those shows were my age. Right. So like Candace Cameron and I are like the same age uh-huh. and the kids from family matters and I were the same age. And so as they were starting to date on the show and have social life, so was I. So I ditched Friday Night Family, AB. What that was it? Family Family Night on ABC or something like that. Yeah, man, I love those nights. Yeah, but it was uh-huh. just good show, good show. And like Boy Meets World, I he was younger than me. Oh yeah, he was like he was more. more yeah, he like was my your age, age. and so <laughs> yeah. I I didn't really catch any of that. Because oh, his brother was more so. Your yeah, Fred age. Savage was uh-huh. more my age. Yeah. He was a little bit older than me, but. So I never saw how those series ended until mm-hmm. like I went back and started to watch them. So Friends is one of those that came out kind of at the same time as those were closing oh. out. And so I missed all of those starting. Uh-huh. Um, and I just, you know, I knew what it was because everybody was talking about it. But it was one of those that I never got to see all the episodes. Yeah. And so I, I would see some kids and they've, they've been on in syndication and on everything for a well, long time. And it's now. like, well, it's one of those things where you throw in... A friend's episode, or you put it on, and and it's just funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just good. It is really good every time, or we watch it on travel and something. Yeah, we'll see it on travel. Yeah. There's nothing else on. You can find friends on some station, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and watch it. Oh, yeah. and, but that's the funny thing is, out of the hundreds of friends episodes, I always end up finding one that I've already seen. Yeah, the same ones. And I know there's fifty I haven't seen. Uh huh. But every time I'm on travel, I'm not like, oh, I've never seen this friends. It's like, oh, that's this episode. I remember this and that. Yeah. And, uh, or maybe you've seen more than, maybe, than what you think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I know. But yeah, Monica and Chandler, I don't know. The, the, mm-hmm. To me, they're like, meh. Yeah, uh, a lot of people like them. Yeah. Uh-huh. The, but they're, I guess, decent. But um, another show that I I would always watch this whenever, when we worked at the ER, me and this other girl, Mandy, we would sit in the break room on our lunch breaks and watch King of Queens together. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I thought it was hilarious too. It was a funny show, but it's another example of a dumbass guy and kind of a bitch wife mm-hmm. or not yeah. even kind of a bitch. She oh, was a Carrie's bitch. a bitch. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. I know we were watching that episode, uh, recently your mom brought it over. The stripper pole. Oh, the stripper pole. <laughs> that was funny. hilarious. Oh well, my God. Once again, every episode's funny. Yeah. I, I, I laugh my ass off every time uh-huh. I watch an episode. It is funny, but it's, it's the same routine as dumbass guy makes a dumb decision, mm-hmm. tries not to get caught because his bitch wife is going to chew him out. And then he tries to find the whole time to make it up. But we have watched some episodes where, like, he completely gets away with it. Yeah. And, like, they don't even address. It's like, whoa, 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 wait. He did what with that money? And she never even caught him. I know. Um, But it was, that one is kind of the, I I, I kind of think what, what a lot of sitcom formula has done is, is they take that honeymooner's I guess, DNA, mm-hmm. and say, how can we modify this a little bit? And that's that's how you get Kenny Queens. That's how you get Mike and Molly. Uh-huh. That's how you get these couples with no kids type of shows. Right. Yeah, where, that's true. You know, maybe they throw in the, the crazy father-in-law or the, the mm-hmm. annoying neighbor, yeah. excuse me, or whatever it may be. But but at its core, it's really that, that couple that he's an idiot, Mm-hmm. And it's 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 like if Tom and Jerry got married and and 
Jerry keeps making mistakes and Tom's trying to catch him the whole time. And that's mm-hmm. really kind of what it ends up being. But you saw some of the same formula. I mean, that, that's every episode in Home Improvement was Tim did something he wasn't supposed to and he tried to hide it from Jill. Yeah, yes. You know? Every single time. And then, like, Ray would try to get out of doing things with his wife <laughs> or the rest of his family because he didn't like anybody. Yeah, I know. And so I think that... That was really bad. Yeah, and that was one of the things, the ones where we're like... Like a, 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 a Cliff and Claire or a Phil and Viv. Like, that didn't happen. No. In uh, those shows. They, they weren't were good. trying to get away from each yeah, other. Yeah, they were good examples. They mm-hmm. really were. <laughs> oh, I was going to say. Well, the one that we didn't put on I was going to say Red and Kitty. Was Red and Kitty yes. from that 70s show. <laughs> yeah. Which we love. Yeah. That 70s show. Uh-huh. I, I, I've. I own the whole series. I, I've watched that whole series multiple times. And yeah. You have with me too. And we and we weren't gonna put Donna and Eric on there. No, they, they never got married. married and, and then, I mean, of course, like uh, Jackie and her boyfriends, they were all. You no, know, she dated everybody on the show. Dysfunctional, but, but Eric, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Red and Kitty. I mean, aside from the episode where Red forgets Kitty's birthday. Oh my gosh! I know. That's the only time in that entire eight-season run that you really see Red do Kitty wrong. Uh-huh. Other than that, and it, this is the, the, the dynamic of Red and Kitty it hits very close to home with, <laughs> with us. <laughs> because Red could care less who else is in the picture as long as Kitty's there. Uh-huh. And even in the episode where he, almost, where he thinks he almost dies and he decides he needs to be nicer to people and get friends... He really tries to put himself out there, and Kitty realizes that it's just torturing him. <laughs> and he's like, I just don't like anybody except for you. Yeah. I've realized I don't want to spend any time with anybody but you. And that's, I've said that to you I don't know how many times. I know. Um, yeah, that's us. And I'm, I'm happy-go-lucky Kitty. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's funny because, like, I remember when you first... Because I'd, I'd catch maybe a couple episodes here and there before mm-hmm. we got together, but... Never really, like, sat down and watched all of them. Right. And now, I mean, we've watched the series multiple times. And I remember the first time, like, going through them and watching them, and you're like, who's your favorite character? And I was like... Kitty. Kitty. And I'm asking about the kids. Yeah, yeah like, and Kitty's you're like, Kitty. my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh. <laughs> but she is. She's, she's so much fun. And, and maybe it's just... I relate to her or well, something. All the Seth's friends were scared of me. Yeah. Like, all Eric's friends <laughs> yeah. were scared of him. Uh-huh. And, you know, it was just, you know, he, he has that kind of old school mentality, and he doesn't understand how things change and progress. And I, I, I fall into that with some things a lot. And it's, it's tough for me to kind of get past that, no matter what it is, to be like, well, that's not how things used to be. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. here's the, here's the good old days. And <laughs> to get a good job, you what's he say? You just need honesty, loyalty, uh, and, or hardworking, loyal, whatever he says yeah. in that one episode. Uh-huh. But uh, dependable. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it's I, I think it's just one of those dynamics I don't ever get sick of seeing. But yeah, the, the episode where he forgets her birthday, he's pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that entire season where she has menopause, she's oh, insane. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but. You take those out of there, and you see even in the little glimpses of the show when, you know, I'm trying to remember whenever she like kisses him and she's he's like, oh, there we go, that's sweet and cheap. Yeah. And she just looks at him and like <laughs> yeah. he tries to compliment her, but it's kind of backhanded. Yeah. But he doesn't mean it that way. I know. And then yeah. even to the point where, like, it's it's funny. I mean, he's he's a little. Too, I don't know if I'd say conservative, prudish, yeah, but yeah, conservative way across the board, uh-huh. like even with the sex up. But then when you get glimpses of him loosening up, like when he finds her romance novels and yeah. he's getting into those, <laughs> and so she starts leaving him behind so he can uh, read the sexy stories and yeah, all that. And, that's funny, and it's just I it's know. funny. And then, like, they're like, Oh, the kids are gone, yeah, and then and they, run up the they, they are the only couple on, on that I remember on sitcom TV who actually show examples of how sexually active they are. I mean, the first season, Eric walks in on them. It's my yeah. favorite episode ever. <laughs> yeah. Absolute funny. favorite episode ever. Um, but yeah, every time the kids are gone, they're like, the kids are gone, and then they grab each other's hand and they run upstairs to do it. Yeah. Um, and so th- those are things where you you always see the physical attraction. And even, even the episode where 
that young girl at work gets a crush on Red. Oh, He's I know. so worried about how Kitty's going to feel about that. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. And so you see you see a couple that are very secure in their relationship. Um, both of them can, or she can be a little demanding at times, and he can be a little thoughtless at times, but I, <laughs> yeah. I, I still love them to death. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. And they are probably the most, like, like us mm-hmm. than any other couple right. on, on here. Um, and, 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 like, the one show that you never watched, that, well, maybe you'd catch, like, episodes yeah, here, here and there. there. But, like, I would watch it when you were out of town or something, and it was How I Met Your Mother. You finished the whole series, right? Yeah, I yeah. finished the whole thing. And um, But Marshall and Lily from How I Met Your Mother, they're a pretty good couple, I think. I mean, they met in college, and um, it was love at first sight with them, and they just kind of progressed into a, a good couple. That the only really stable thing on the show yeah right? uh-huh yeah. or a form of stability i guess like example of stability because everybody else was kind of yeah in and out and all over I the know. place and because yeah i mean i mean bits and pieces i liked the show but just some of it i was like really like that that's how mm. you're gonna take this but i don't know but marshall and lily i thought that they were a pretty good a pretty good couple and you don't you don't really care for him anyway as an actor. Yeah, Jason Segal. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan. Yeah. And I've tried. Uh-huh. I mean, I like the Best Man show, but that's just because Paul Rudd's in it. Oh. Or a movie. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is it. I like that. I've only watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall once. Oh, really? I like everybody else in it except him. Yeah. Yeah, I like and that And I, I don't too. really know why I don't like him. Uh-huh. I, I don't know if I, I... It's just... I was just like, meh. Yeah. I just don't ever, I don't, I don't get it. Uh-huh. Yeah, but Marshall and Lily are, I think they're a good couple. And Yeah, I can't speak good. to that one because I don't, I don't really know enough. Yeah. There, there were, I've tried to give that show, you know, a chance, but there's just, I, I think most of it is extremely unrealistic. So I was like, I, I can't even like have fun with it, I guess. Maybe if I gave it another shot and tried to actually watch consecutively maybe i'd get it but yeah well and part of the time i would just uh like watch it while i was cooking and you know have it on as background and mm-hmm. but i still like i still enjoyed it yeah. i liked that um but our our all-time favorite show is the office mm-hmm. and that one of course we had to mention uh jim, jim and pam, pam. Mm-hmm. from the office in in this list and uh and you know we were we were like looking at Jim and Pam and and we were like you know should we put them on here should we put them on our our list well the, there's things out there that try to denounce the Jim and Pam relationship like mm-hmm. no it's not you know he didn't know how to take no for an answer and and all this and so i think that you you could look at it from a couple of different angles mm-hmm. our biggest beef was Jim and Pam was after Michael Scott left, and as they got into the last season, they decided to give Jim and Pam problems. Yeah, I didn't like that. And they made at Jim. All. Jim made those those big decisions without consulting her. You thought Pam was going to end up having an affair with the freaking boom mic guy. I know. I mean, there was just things that they hadn't done the entire series, and now it's like I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa what are you doing? Why Why are you taking our favorite relationship and now? Making it. Making problems to try to make them more relatable. Right. I didn't like that at all. And, I, yeah, I didn't like that at all. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. But, you know, why I wanted to put it on there is probably because because I relate to Pam with being in a bad relationship and Mm -hmm. leaving the awful right fiance even you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it was ex- it was the my long-term engagement yeah it was my exact situation yeah. and it was funny because when seth and i first met uh we were we were all talking and uh he was talking about or no i was like oh yeah i'm engaged blah 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 and you were like how long have you been engaged or something yeah and i was like oh i don't know like it was a long time. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, you're like Pam, aren't you? <laughs> and I was like, what? And I didn't, I hadn't you had watched, watched it. it yet. Yeah. yeah. And I'd, I'd, ca- I'd caught a couple episodes in the break room, mm-hmm. and but never like 
sat down and actually watched the episodes yeah. from the start and and then finally I did and I was like, Oh my gosh, I am Pam. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and my ex, he didn't want to watch the office with me because he thought it was dumb. Mm-hmm. But like Seth and I had that in common and then yeah, just seeing that though and I guess being in that exact situation at the exact time that I was watching Pam go through that yeah. even, you know, it was right. like super relatable to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, Seth is my, my gym. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There was a lot of parallels there mm-hmm. um, that, that made it fun. But I mean, even on the office, I mean, it's Holly and Michael. Oh, Holly and Michael were my probably favorite. When well, they, when they had to end it in one of the earlier seasons, you're like, what the Fuck, man. I know. That's the perfect girl for Michael. And so you're so glad when they bring her back. Yes. Um, I know. And and that's, you know, I, I, I just really wish they would have brought her back at the season finale. That's all I I think wanted. I, I'm trying to think if I like, if I cried more in the episode where he proposes mm-hmm. to Holly or if I cry more when he, uh, leaves? When he leaves. But yeah, both of them are like, tear jerkers to me maybe it's when he leaves but even i mean that's only a couple episodes in between yeah it's it, well it's yeah it's like one and then the next one mm-hmm. yeah he leaves um but then the the, un, the unsung couple from office is <laughs> phyllis, and, phyllis bob and, vance. Ba- and bob vance from vance refrigeration yeah <laughs> yeah he yeah. spent what, a couple probably. of thousand bucks to get a hug from his own wife <laughs> right at the auction. I mean, uh-huh. they're, they're the ones that ditched Pam and Jim at Valentine's lunch to go have sex in the bathroom. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, I know. Phyllis was always talking about their little sex capades yeah. and all that. And uh-huh. I remember the first time Bob saw me naked or whatever. Yeah, we didn't even make love. We just stared at each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they were fu- a funny little couple. Yeah. I don't but, know. But the offices. Of course, our all-time fave, and mm-hmm. and it's it was just one that one we related to when we were going through all of that, and we watched it, you know, as we progressed into a couple, and we would watch it together, and yeah, yeah, we started the series over together, mm-hmm. and watched it because the last season was gonna hit, yeah, and so we wanted to watch the whole thing, and then we watched mm-hmm. the whole thing through and through, yeah, uh-huh. and have watched it twenty-five times since then. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, another fave that I absolutely love is, uh, Andy and April. Parks and Rec, man. Oh, man. You know, the Andy and April couple, this is another one, and, and I sound hypocritical because I, I went off about how, uh, Monica and Chandler don't make any sense because they were opposites. Mm -hmm. April and Andy are opposites with certain things, but there's, it seems like there's a deeper level of love and appreciation that just, I, I, this sounds corny, but it just kind of transcends their differences. Yeah. Where when you finally realize April has a thing for Andy, you're like, he's several years older than her. Uh-huh. She's about to turn 21, and he's like in his mid-20s. They probably have the same age gap we do. Yeah. But it would be like if we were dating 10 years prior to when we were. Right. And... You know, he's kind of the ex-boyfriend of another major character just yeah. hanging around. And she's this weird, quirky, evil, little witchy girl <laughs> that know. lights up. She's like Red and... It's like the opposite Red and Kitty. It is. Maybe that's why we like him and so Maybe much. that is why we like him uh-huh. so much. Yeah, I'm Andy and you're April. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, you're not as dumb as Andy. <laughs> but... You know, it's funny because even them, you, you know that no matter what they are into, that they're more into each other than anything outside of each other. Yes. And, oh, and yeah. it's one of those that, you know, not a good example of what you should do when you just start dating and you get married and you don't have any things. And oh, Your my house gosh. is empty and you're eating off of Frisbees. I mean, they, they were a young, dumbass couple. couple. Uh-huh. Um, but watching them progress through the show and grow together i think it is a good example of young dumb love that matures and grows into an actually functioning yes i do yeah i I agree with that for sure and they don't do anything malicious to one another Mm -mm. in the process that 
they have to work through. And even though life may be hard on them, they aren't hard on their own marriage. Yeah. And so I always thought that that was kind of neat to see. That, uh-huh. Yeah, they don't have any money. He's, you know, he's kind of a dumbass, and she just has no aspirations to do anything. But you kind of see her attitude change. You kind of see him get some opportunities, and you see him expand on that. Yeah, I know. I think that that's awesome. And that they, 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 I think they're they're just a fun, fun couple. Yeah, they grow together. And I think that that is, I think that's the important thing well, to take away from them. They both are an example of each other's biggest cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. Yeah, they are. What he wants to do, you know, she recognizes even the Johnny Karate thing. Yeah. You know, he recognizes, you know, her love of animals and and wanting to do better and Mm -hmm. the government and all that stuff. And so they they kind of, it's a neat example of sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees and you need that partner to say, hey, well, well, time out. You're doing really good at this Mm -hmm. and you seem to love that. Why don't you just focus on that? Mm -hmm. Um and so that they kind of made each other take a step back and reevaluate themselves. Yeah, and um, then bring out the best in yeah, each other in a supportive way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I know. I love them. They're they're a really good couple, I think. And uh, along with the the same show, Leslie Nope and Ben Wyatt. Yeah, they're I, another good one. I think you know if you really want to kind of trim the fat and look at. Couple for couple, pound for pound, mm-hmm. they're right up there as a top contender. I know. Um, they're both career minded, Leslie more than Ben, I mm-hmm. believe, but very, very supportive. I mean, the, the, these are really kind of. It's an example of a, of a a career woman who, are, by all intents and purposes, should be the biggest feminist on the planet. Oh yeah. Um, but for some reason, they work, mm-hmm. and they have a lot in common with their drive and their careers and what they want to accomplish, um, even to the point that they could be competition for one another. I know. But they put their relationship first. Um, I think the decisions that they made throughout the show with each other was, I mean, you, you continually saw examples of selfless decisions which put the relationship first. First, mm-hmm. Even after they had triplets. I know. I know. I, I mean, of course, it's like, it is all TV. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they are really, they are probably one of the best examples. You know, we, we did that episode on givers and takers. And, yeah. you know, Leslie was a massive giver. Oh, huge. And Ben was not a taker. Uh-uh. But he wasn't as big a giver as Leslie. But he recognized that and he was always trying to, like, outdo her. And she would always outgive him. Oh, all the time. At the end of the day. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I yeah, I just they they're a very very fun dynamic. They are. To watch play out. Yeah, I know. Well, I know and hopefully we didn't you know, spoil too many <laughs> All these shows have been off the air for like 10 years. I know. So, so if I spoiled anything, that's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> and if you haven't watched any of these, you should. You know, there mm-hmm. there's Probably all of these. I mean, there are so many TV couples out there. I mean, there, there, there was. We looked at one list that was like the one hundred top. Yeah. I mean, we just talked about like fifteen or sixteen of them. Yeah. But I mean, there are so many couples, and I think people. We didn't even talk about like cartoons and like we said non sitcom couples. Oh, I know. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think at the end of the day, you know, it, it is all one hundred percent for entertainment value. Mm-hmm. But I do think that. Uh, what we've seen with with television and these type of these type of relationships and shows that they put on was really trying to be reflective of the times and give some kind of representation for so many different dynamics dynamics of families and couples and situations in all kinds of parts of the country. I mean, we we talked about shows from Illinois, from California, from Indiana, from Pennsylvania, from Texas, from, from I mean, Detroit. From Detroit. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. all over the place where. Mm-hmm. There's different settings there. There's different pressures. There's different dynamics. There was different influences in these shows that, you know, were made for entertainment and some aspect of relatability. But look at those that were bad examples of marriages. I know. I mean, and, and still enjoy them. Enjoy right. the shit out of them. They're funny. They're fun to watch. It's a great release, but. Like I said earlier, if you find yourself in a very similar relationship as a Ray Romano, 
Mm-hmm. That's a bad marriage. If you find yourself in a situation like a Roseanne, that, that's a bad marriage. Yeah. I mean, th- those aren't good examples of marriages. I mean, no. if, if you're a woman that's like, oh, my husband's just like Tim the Toolman Taylor, you got an idiot. <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah. there, there, there are aspects. I mean, these things were made to be relatable for a reason because people relate to them. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's, I don't think you should take a TV couple and be like, that's who we need to strive to be. No. Because it's not no, realistic. Not at all. I know. But you should mm-hmm. be able to look at, you know, what, what are the good qualities of these couples and what are the bad qualities? Good qualities of each of them. Yeah. You know, and, and all of them had good, good qualities, but most of them had bad qualities, lots mm-hmm. of bad qualities. And, and it is just, you know, taking the best out of, all of your examples <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I guess realizing what should, you know, should, how should I treat my partner? Well, and, and one of the things that these shows had in common that you don't have in common with your real life is at the end of the episode, the, the sweet aha moment music came on yeah. and somebody realized they did something wrong and apologized or made up and then they moved on and everything was happy again. Uh-huh. That's unrealistic. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that there, even in, you know, bad relationships and stuff, I think that there's always the apology. And that's when you cue the, yeah, but, the aha music. Or but whatever. if your life is like that sitcom where every day All there's the an aha time. moment and an apology, that's it's not, not how good. it should be. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. That's bad stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not to say that, of course... We have always believe that good relationships do not take hard work, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, we realize that not everybody is going to be like that, right. and that you you do have to, you know, take those aha moments and learn from them. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. You know. If it's the same aha moment all the time, it's not an aha moment. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know? That's so true. So, learn from yes, it. Uh-huh. I know, at least on the TV shows, it was different dumbass. It dumb was a ass. different dumbass mistake. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I know, but yeah, I don't have anything else to add to it. No, I uh-huh. mean, there, like we said, there was tons of TV couples to choose from, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure people are like, why didn't you talk about yeah. whatever? So, let us uh-huh. know. Yeah. You know, I, if there, there's so many out there, we could do this every couple of months and talk about different TV couples I know. probably. So. Yeah, or even, you know, watch some shows that maybe we've never watched yeah. that you guys all know about. And tell us, tell us about it. We like to sit down and watch mm-hmm. fun little TV shows and <clears throat> and even analyze them. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that about wraps it up. Um, just don't forget to like us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram, and listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks.